Hello, welcome to Girl vs Society. We're your two hosts, Martina and Caitlin. Today's episode is focusing on how does a feminist survive social media? We touch on topics such as toxicity in social media, should feminists take a step back, and how does a feminist protect her mental health? Today we have our special guests from the University of Nottingham Feminism Society, Lucy. Hi Lucy. Hiya. And Amy. Hi Amy. Hi. How are you guys today? I'm good. good. Yeah, good. How yeah. are you guys? We're pretty good, yeah. <laughs> I'm also here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Feminism Society, what drew you to it? Um, I was a member of Feminist Society in first year and I absolutely loved it. Like I literally, I love going to all the discussion sessions and just chatting through and seeing what other people's experiences are um, of feminism. And it's just a topic I'm really interested in. Like I do a lot of reading about it. Um, There's so many different aspects to it and there's so much to learn. And I find that the most interesting thing. No, yeah, definitely. And so I wasn't in it the past two years um, and then they were looking for committee members and I was like oh it's just something nice to be able to like give back and just be able to like educate other people around areas that I'm passionate about as well. So obviously this podcast is based around the toxicity in social media regarding feminism so off the bat do you guys have an opinion on that or like just a strong opinion on how feminism is treated in social on social media? I just think that a lot of the time it can be um, portrayed as male hating rhetoric on social media and I think that's completely inaccurate to what I would um, associate with me being a feminist like I don't feel like I'm a male hating person Um, I think that's a trend in social media and it gives men such a platform to be anti-feminist because they think that um, feminists are out to make women um, the most dominant figures in society and to create a power imbalance but the opposite way to the patriarchy to how it is now. Yeah I definitely feel like media has chosen to villainize us and see it more of a more of a cult we were finding out when we were researching like you know people's opinions online and a lot of people just saw us as a cult and I just think that's a bit mad. Yeah I was (laughs) looking I was looking up Twitter posts just out of curiosity like um, and I only wrote in the word feminism into the search bar and you should honestly see the amount of like hate posts, just like literally only the word feminism in the search bar and the amount of hate posts, like the first 10 were hate posts and like literally just short sentences of like men calling it a cult or like with the spawn of the Satan or something like that. And honestly, it's just weird to think about because I don't see how it's gotten to this point. I think it's really extreme. It's literally like so crazy. And I think it just like, especially with it being online, it just offers like men don't have to be accountable with like what they say. So like, I'm like so, like I'm quite vocal on like my Instagram stories or on Instagram when I like post things. And the amount of like guys that I get in my DMs afterwards like even people I know because they just think that I'm just like not going to call them out on it because they can just hide behind the DM and they just don't have to like take accountability for like hating on feminism yeah what do they say to you if you're like sharing so like if I like share a post and it's like oh so I think I I've done one like recent I shared a video of like when it's like oh if like football doesn't come home but like he does and all the men were like, well, it's not all men, like, 
it's just mm. like they they just like literally hate it so much and they're like <laughs> oh not all men or they just say like hate comments like oh well, you're a woman so you don't understand how much football means to us and it's like well this is a different scenario really why do you think that maybe they view it as such a threat i think it's like it's like a power dynamic like mm-hmm. men have like been not like the alpha but like in charge of society for so long and like within like marriages or relationships men have been like the ones who are on top and all of a sudden it's like women coming up and having a voice is like affecting their egos and it's like suddenly they're like oh no am I gonna like lose power or lose position which is not what we want like at all we just want everyone to be equal yeah they just can't really come to terms with like oh it's the 21st century they can't just shovers in the kitchen as they say and then no literally <laughs> yeah i think they're pretty mad about that and then you know behind a screen with social media with the 21st century came social media and now they can just you know because they won't say it to our face so they can be that misogynist behind the screen i think yeah. I think a lot of people, a lot of men take it as a personal attack as well. Like yeah. the kind of hashtag that's like not all men, um, mm. those kind of hashtags going around social media that are posted by men that are just get very defensive about the fact that a lot of perpetrators of sexual violence and other um, gender-based um, violence or gender-based crime, are the perpetrators are male, but they're very, they get very defensive of the fact they're like, I wouldn't do that. Therefore, um, I'm going to just say all these women are lying and that it's not as big a problem as it is. And it is a massive issue that a lot of men don't want to face up to and admit that some of their friends, some of the people they know are definitely perpetrators of this kind of harassment of of women. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, if you're not part of the problem, why are you getting so defensive? It's like... If it's not if it's not your fault and it's not all men, then it means it has nothing to do with you. If you're getting offended mm. because we're saying something, it means you're part of the problem. So obviously, yeah, I think we should, that kind of nicely leads on to the second topic. Are we doing too much? I feel like I understand that there's just a lot on social media about feminism these days of like women trying to speak up. And I feel like that's a, what a lot of like, a lot of lot of women are trying to do. And I understand that maybe some people feel that maybe we're doing too much, that maybe we should like stop. Well, not stop completely, but like stop being so in to our faces about it. I mean, I feel like the question, are we doing too much? Um, the tweets I always see blow up or TikToks or whatever of women sharing their feminist views are always the women who genuinely mean like kill all men mm. and they're the ones that get the most popularity. So I feel like when you ask that question, it depends on what media people have been seeing because me personally, I don't think we're doing too much. I don't think we're doing enough. I think if possible, we need to do more because like I said, all the popular posts are like people who actually fully believe in kill all men, like women are superior. And I think that is obviously too much like feminism is all about equality um so in that sense yes but in the actual sense of feminism and what it's actually about i don't think we're doing too much no definitely and i think the thing with social media is it's like especially when people post about feminism is it's almost like a billboard or like an advert like people are gonna see what i post and see how i'm an advocate for feminism but me posting isn't like changing the laws or creating equal pay or stopping domestic violence and like i don't think 
we should be stopping posting until everyone is free and everyone is equal because why like why would we like it's just like a platform to make people aware like I can't change laws I can't as much as I want to advocate and I can't do anything else apart from advertise these issues and just try and make people more aware and like until we're not like I love the saying we're not all free until all of us are free and I think like until we all are I like I'm not gonna stop posting yeah that's totally valid yeah I mean talking about like one of our points is are we pushing our viewpoints onto others too much and I feel like in secondary school I would talk to a lot of the girls about feminism and a lot of them would be like oh no I'm not a feminist and they were like really close with the boys and they'd try and sort of brush it off because they wanted to like be seen as a cool I guess I don't I don't know it's um I feel like advocating to women is so important as well not just men because I I do see too many women just sort of push it to the side and be like oh you know me advocating isn't really going to do much so why bother and a lot of the girls at work are actually like that as well and I'm just sat there like what are you talking about (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) I think one of the biggest issues as well is that a lot of stuff that goes on on social media is also women putting down women like I think we see too much of that and that's kind of reversing the ground we're making here because there are so many women that are very defensive about being called a feminist. And I think there are lots of different branches of feminism. There are lots of different waves of feminism. Um, and some of them are more radical than others and some of them um, have stronger views than others. Um, I think social media particularly is one of those places where everyone's kind of jostling to have their voice heard and um, I think we can't be quiet about it because we need to be in the forefront and we need to be amplifying voices of the more marginalised women in our society, people that just don't always get a chance to speak and to have their experiences and their voices heard. They need to be amplified and social media is a great way to do that. But we have to remember that anything we post on social media needs to have an action in real life as well. We need to be um, also... um, promoting those values of feminism and actioning um, those campaign ideas we do have. Yeah, the good ones, because I feel like what happens a lot is there's those minorities of those women that promote toxic feminism and then the men then see that and then they're like oh see you're that's that's what then then they think that's what feminism is all about because they see those minorities that stand for the, all the toxic stuff in the community mm-hmm. and that's then it's really hard for us to get our voices out there and heard because then they're like, well, no, because you hate all men. Like, you know, you hate us. Why would we stand with you? Like when that's not really the point that we're trying to get through. No, definitely. I especially think with social media, like guys or people who are like anti-feminism are definitely able to like pick and choose which like posts they want to see or which ones they want to ignore. And I think it's a lot easier for them to like pick out the toxic ones and show them just because they're more readily available and you can see them more on social media. Yeah, I feel like we were talking about this in class the other day. I can't remember if, Caitlin, you were there, but we were talking about how um, hate sells on the internet and people, because for some reason, I don't know, we didn't look into like the psychological studies behind this, but hate cells because we like to feel anger for some reason we like like to look at posts that drive those emotions in us so i feel like moving on from your point how like they choose and pick what to comment on and what to see it's because they don't they want they ignore the 
actual points that we want to make about feminism they ignore those because they don't build any emotions in them you know they're like oh they actually want equality like i don't care about that and then they see the toxic feminist sides of them you know the people that do say oh we hate all men we want them all to die and then they react to that which drives other people to see that and then react to that and then that's how those things go viral like hate definitely sells like i remember like the whole andrew tate thing like Mm -hmm. he's not the only one but it was like people was so angry at him and hated him so much that it just got so much more publicity when there were actually like minor podcasts or minor like radio stations saying like much worse things but people only saw Andrew Tate and therefore were like only hating him Mm -hmm. especially like the whole Balenciaga thing that's going around at the moment like it's horrific but like they literally getting free advertising out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything I'm, controversial yeah. just flies so well on the internet, doesn't it? Or even Kanye West as well. Yeah. Like. yeah. like, I think I remember seeing a TikTok where it was, like, a brand, like, marketing manager, and they were like, sometimes it's just easier to make hateful posts or posts that we know people are going to talk about because it's free advertising. Yeah. Like, we don't have to send that out or get people to share it or, like, create a fancy hashtag. Like, all you have to do is post something controversial and everyone shares it. Yeah, and it's true. Like, it's, as sad as it is, it is true. Yeah, I feel like looking at Balenciaga now, watching, like, a few years this have just blown by and everyone just be back on the bandwagon. Yeah, like, definitely. Mm. Mm. But I know, like, one of our overall questions really is do you think that social media has that the social media benefits feminism or do you think that it has ruined it in a way because I guess there is a middle ground to stand on because it's sort of a yes and no question because obviously we get given a platform and we can speak our opinions on any social media but at the same time obviously as we were saying earlier we get those those few like toxic feminists who do genuinely want to kill all men you know women are superior and that does obviously ruin it because those are the ones that get them all publicity no definitely i i think it's kind of ruined it a bit like it's still important but i do think it's ruined it and i think like i'm like i definitely do this as well but like some people like we just post about it but then people won't go to rallies or like sign petitions or like fund charities and it's like well you can post all you want but unless you're making an active effort to be a feminist in everyday society Mm. it's just like doing it to appear that you're doing it online mm. i feel like a lot of people are guilty of that yeah. because in the past i i mean i post a lot about it and i have posted a lot about it in the past but like you said i've never been to like a rally or anything like that um partially because at the time my mum was like no you're too young but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but obviously now i'm a bit older it's like i've still not gone so i feel like maybe that's something i could look into doing no yeah definitely i think there are just some I think on the flip side, there's a lot of great resources that if you look in the right place, Mm. there's a lot of people saying some really great things and some valid things. Um, And there's a lot of people to look up to as well. Although I think the other issue that comes with idolising these feminists we see on social media is that it's I feel like it would be so difficult to be one of those people that's um, influencing um, and influencing in a feminist way because it's so easy to get cancelled and especially if you're a woman um it's a really big issue like I know so many um feminists that I would like listen to their podcasts or kind of um take on board what they're saying on social media like Jamila Jamil she's definitely been cancelled so many times and they're not necessarily reason um like reasons for cancelling that I agree with but um 
I, it's just really hard to be a woman in the public eye that is very vocal about their yeah. their beliefs mm-hmm. in feminism, especially stuff. If you're American, especially like yeah. if you're pro-abortion and um, mm-hmm. which Jamila Jamil is, um, I think she even had an abortion when she was younger and she's very pro-choice. And um, that's something that gets a lot of hate on the internet as well. Yeah, there's definitely like, I've, I do feel like on the internet as well, it's very easy for like white feminism to become like, like it's mm. white feminism is definitely like such a trend and like it's very easy to like follow feminism as a trend. And I think it is hard to get, like it's so easy to get sucked into that and like, just remember that like oh just because the world cup's in qatar like afterwards people will stop posting about it and people will stop advocating for those rights and it's like no just because the world cup's finished it does like it's not a trend like what what happens in qatar is so bad and we need to like continue to post about it and continue to like raise awareness i think there's definitely like feminist trends on social media i feel like another good person um, to talk about in terms of feminism is Drew. Honestly, um, I don't know if you've heard of her. I completely forgot her last, na- last um, name. It's I'm like sorry. Drew yes. Affa, Affa Something blah, blah. A. <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys have seen her on TikTok by any chance. But basically, if you haven't, what she does is she finds men that talk just a lot of crap onto women or promote really harmful stereotypes the one with the really like uh, laugh. L- laugh she's known for her yeah, laugh yeah, yeah, yes yeah, yeah. I, yeah her. I think you're talking about laugh, and yeah. basically yeah so she finds those men and then basically what she does is attack them back and then she gets so much backlash for that from other men mm. and i think that's really interesting because she's made this point several times um just as a general point that she does not attack those men for no reason she doesn't just go and find random men just to make fun of their looks Mm. she goes and find them because they were attacking and promoting harmful stereotypes first and then she makes fun of them back which is funny but then those other men come and attack her for doing so even though they fail to see that the problem was because the males were doing it first. Yeah, yeah I think that's provocative on her part. Like that is very much, um, like she's, as in, in in a good way. She's, yeah. it's a provocative thing to do is to attack these men back because it's almost giving them yeah. a taste of their own medicine. No, exactly. It's giving us a voice. Like we can stick up for ourselves. Yeah. But I guess you could see it in the other sense that is retaliation like that actually valuable to mm. to us? Um, like if you're in if you're part of a feminist movement, is attacking men back going to get us anywhere or is it going to cause more backlash? Is it worth the energy and time that it takes? Mm, I know that was a point we wanted to touch on, like keyboard warriors. Is it worth fighting back with them? Because obviously this is based around like, um, how does a feminist protect her mental health? And fighting back with keyboard warriors is only going to get you in just a deep delve of an argument on social media and it can just go on for so long (laughs) because I've been in them before so like you said does it does it really benefit us to fight back with these people or should we take the higher ground I guess and try and promote what we're actually trying to do I think like one good thing that social media has is like when you are in a comment battle with someone like it's it's a great way of being able to like if it gets to that point where it's so toxic and it's affecting you like you can just stop like it's not like a real argument where people are like oh if you walk away like you're mm. a pussy like 
Sorry, I don't know. Yes. No, talk, no, <laughs> it's absolutely fine. Swear away. <laughs> and, and people call you that. But it's like online, you can just step away and not reply and you can just end it. And like, so it's definitely easier to like step away. I think. I feel like I find that hard though. Like maybe this is yeah. bad. I don't know. But when I'm arguing with someone online, I gotta get my point across. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's if you feel passionate about something. Yeah, I feel so passionate, and it's happened not just with feminism, just in general. When I'm arguing with someone, and I know I'm in the right, I'm like, no, because <laughs> yeah. I have the facts, I have the statistics. Like, why are you trying to argue the other point? And I, I feel like I just can't step away. And my mom's always just like, take the high ground. I'm like, but I can't. No, <laughs> I yeah. need them to know. I feel like that's what they're trying to do, though. Quite like mm. maybe not all trying to them. aggravate. Trying yeah, to they're aggravate. trying to just make you mad, like internet troll you get so many of them these days that they they are just trying to wind you up and just laugh at you which i know like even with that in the back of my head i know that you yeah. still just want to argue with them yeah i remember um i think last year so our housemate zara she got spiked um with a needle oh, wow. and she did loads of tv interviews about it raising awareness um and i went on like the interviews on youtube and so many of the comments were people just like calling her out for lying being like there's no evidence she was definitely just drunk and i was like i would like reply to the comments to be like look no i like promise you she's not lying like we have evidence yeah, yeah. and they just argue back and i'm like no like listen to my point like listen to the facts i'm saying like it is true and it's like i'm like you i want to get my point across because yeah. i have the facts and it's just like they just don't care yeah i feel like it's so horrible when people just try to silence us when we're trying to get a point across yeah. i think that happens a lot when we try and raise awareness about something and then people will come along and be like no shut up yeah. like just yeah. shut up when they try and disregard it because how you just said with the needles they're like why would you lie? You know, I mean, that's such like a random thing to lie about. Of all things to lie, and just to try and silence us and disregard something like that, I'm just like, just aggravates you, and you just want to fight back. You're just like, what? I think they're determined not to listen, though. Yeah. That's the problem. They're just absolutely set on the fact that yeah. they've got their opinion. Their opinion's right, mm -hmm. and obviously, you're the same on the flip side. Although your yours might be more morally or ethically right, mm -hmm. um, but they're just not listening and I think that's the thing I find hard about social media like I wouldn't engage with a keyboard warrior because I wouldn't I don't think it'd be worth it mentally because I like to surround myself in real life with people that I know oh, yeah. share the same values and opinions yeah. as me so I f I'd find it quite hard to not know the person that's behind the keyboard and not know that I'm actually are you making a difference that is the question mm -hmm. even if you get someone to give in and agree with you online um, you don't know anything about that person. They're anyone hiding behind a username. They could be yeah. a 50 year old man in Utah. You don't know. <laughs> Lucy, you mentioned that you post quite a lot about feminism yeah. and how you get comments from people and stuff. Um, how do you, do you argue back with them? Do you maybe step away? Have you ever felt like it's too much? Yeah, I think it's definitely hard because it's especially like people I know. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I think... I have, like, there have been multiple times where I just unfollow them mm. and, like, remove them from following me because I'm, like, if you're, like, really going to argue about, like, I don't want to use, like, the phrase wife beater, but, like, a guy who's overacting mm. and causing harm to a woman over England losing. Oh, yeah. I don't want to associate with you on social media and I don't mm. want you following me either. And so I think it's it's definitely easier to, like... Like, I, I usually just, like, block them, delete the conversation, like, get rid of it. Yeah. And, like, I just say to them, like, if you disagree with me and you don't like what I post, you don't have to follow me. You yeah. You don't unfollow me. 
Did it take you a while to get into that mindset, do you think? Or have you ever felt like just no, definitely. quitting? And and <laughs> yeah, I think like when I started like posting it on my story, because I usually just like share posts or share yeah. TikToks. Um, when I started doing it, I was like, oh, am I the person who's wrong? But I think like now I'm older, I'm definitely secure in like my values and what I believe. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm going to post what I want. If you don't want to see it, you don't have to look at it. No, yeah, definitely. I've definitely been been in that position before where you're thinking, am I wrong? Because I remember in secondary school when I started posting like feminism-based content and um, I got like a name for myself around school. Oh, that's so bad. (laughs) And I don't know if um, you'll know of it, but you know those like YOLO things? There's like anonymous things that people can post on their Snapchat story. Um, They'll... You know, the classic, like, group of, like, homophobic, racist, sexist boys that you get. Um, they always have, like, um, stuff submitted, like, oh, why do you hate women and blah, 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 and, like, fighting with them. And they'd always reply to it being like, is this Caitlin Baker? And I was like, oh it's not God. me. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, but I, like I said, I got a name for myself around the school for it. And I was starting to think, like, am I in the wrong? Should I stop? Then I was like, wait, no. Like, I'm not in the wrong at all. I need to carry on because... Um, not that it made an impact, but obviously I got a name around the school so people knew, so people knew of me, so people knew what I was posting. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was sort of like a start. So it's like, no, I'm just going to carry on because it's beneficial in the end. Yeah, yeah. Th- they're trying to get you to stop. Like, that's th- yeah. what they want you to do. So you just got to mm-hmm. get through it sometimes. Mm, I know one of our main points was, um, should we feel guilt for... for um, maybe ret- retaliation should we feel guilt for retaliation and like maybe falling for a trick i don't know how you'd how you'd word it but obviously like you pointed out they do just want to enrage us and get that get that spark out of us so should we ever feel guilt for retaliating to keyboard warriors um it depends how you go about it i think if you're going about it in a very hateful way yourself maybe you need to take a step back and evaluate yeah. kind of the way you're doing it but i think the best way to to approach an argument online is definitely to take a very factual and like not take a tone that's that's extremely angry I think it's better to be very factual and be like make it seem like they're overreacting do you know what I mean so that you seem like you're very rational Mm. and you are very um I can't think of the word it's not passive but like professional (laughs) or like succinct and like you just have a lot of clarity about what you're talking about I think if anything that makes angry people angrier is if you're calm in response no definitely we definitely shouldn't feel guilt for thinking what we're thinking though especially because like we just want everyone to be equal and like if you're really getting angry about that like what's wrong with you (laughs) yeah I mean I know like Obviously, as I said, I, I do post a lot and I share my opinion. And I know, like, back in secondary school, I keep bringing secondary school up. Um, <laughs> this is what happened to our experiences, <laughs> yeah. though. Like. It's like, I know a lot of the boys, and it's like they will they will post stuff and they have, like, polar opinions to me. So, for example, I'm very, like, anti... Not anti... No, not anti. I'm pro <laughs> intersectional feminism. Um, and I'll post about it. And they'll post... Um, being on on the other side and they're the sort of people who are like oh you know calling us snowflakes and stuff i hate that word snow calling us snowflakes i've been called that before <laughs> yeah, and yeah it's just so bizarre to me how they can post and be like no one's ever going to change my views i'm in the right then as soon as we post our opinion as well they're like oh you snowflakes i'm like what you can post your opinion but i can't post mine like yeah. i hate that I hate the thing where it's like oh feminisms get fen- feminisms feminists get offended by everything it's yeah, like yeah no we don't that's something that i've been accused of before like just being like oh you're the like really politically correct person i'm like no i'm just i'm not gonna sit there and let you make jokes about something that i don't agree with like i don't want to sit here and take that like i don't i don't find it funny
That's, I was just going to say, I forgot to mention it earlier. That's a really good point because I feel like quite a lot of men will come to you and be like, well, we already have equal pay. We already have equal rights. You can vote. Why are you still a feminist? Why do we still need that? But yeah. then we, it's just, it's frustrating me because it's not about that. Like, I remember I was literally, it was like four years ago in the winter, right? And I was just, it was winter. It was like zero degrees outside. I was walking with my massive snowman coat outside with a hat and scarf, everything. And then this random car just went past me from behind as well in this massive, oh God. And then it wa- went past me and it honked at me. And the guy was like, just put his head out the window as well. And I was like, what? Like, and I feel like that's what it's, about we just want to be equal like we don't well most of us right obviously there's minorities which are horrible but most of us we don't do that to men why do they do it to us like that i think that's what we want to stop like i understand that we have equal pay i understand that we have more equal rights obviously in some countries we don't though Mm, in some countries you still don't but if we're talking about the uk it's just we're not equal until you know you can feel safe and secure walking exactly. down the street yeah, by yourself exactly. Yeah. exactly and like with the, like the equal pay thing like i am just because it's like a law in this country so um i'm school of social sciences at the union of nottingham and within our school our female lecturers and our migrant lecturers aren't paid the same as our male and our like really UK. yeah and that's like so bad. that's what? within uni and I think, like, we might have equal pay, but that's definitely, for, like, that's definitely, like, equal pay is a privilege. And, like... There's it's so not, many exceptions to it, yeah. Yeah, like, it's not, it's not a common thing. I actually had no idea. Academics like, are so bad for paying, yeah. for paying their staff fairly. Like, there's, that's why there's so many strikes, yeah. Step up. Like, the uni really? is so bad. Yeah. Like, they're so, they're so bad at paying equally. Like, and... Exactly shocking to think about really like so you'd think they'd be like the most um informed institutions yeah, but yeah university. very old like very backwards quite yeah a popular university i'd say a lot of people come to nottingham to go to university and it, then you hear something like this and it's like what yeah it's so bad especially like i hate it when men are like with the vote as well because it's like well, the suffragette, only upper class white women got the vote in like nineteen like twelve, I think, when the suffragette was. Like women of colour and lower class women didn't get the vote until like the sixties and the seventies and it's like it like it we can't like just settle for it when like rich white women like get everything. Yeah, like yeah. like we what about like our immigrant workers and like our women of colour in this country, like they all deserve the same as well and just because like just because I may have equal rights to men, like my like black female friend, like she deserves that as well. And like, I'm gonna yeah. fight for her too. We have equal rights by law, but we don't have them by morals. Yeah, not in practice. Not in practice, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, going back to what you both said about it wanting to be, just wanting to feel like safe walking down the street. I mean, it's like I was out with my friend Delfina the other night and, um, it's not that I felt unsafe, but at the same time, it's like the situation didn't need to happen. Like some guy complimented my hair and I didn't hear him at the time. And then um, he was like, oh, you fucking bitch. And I was just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, and 
it's like I said, it's not like I felt unsafe, but at the same time I did, because I was like, what is this going to escalate? Like, ah. <laughs> it happens just too often, especially on a night out. Like there's, it'd be nice, it'd be nice to go on a night out and not feel like you have to have that underlying, like mm-hmm. I'm ready to be defensive if I, if I need to be. Mm-hmm. If one of my female friends is put in a vulnerable situation by a man, then I need to come to her defense. Or if someone um, try something with me and I need to come to my own defence yeah. like that's that's not a nice mindset to be going out with going to have a fun time with your friends knowing that there might be this underlying like sexual harassment that might occur mm. yeah. I mean it's like I hate walking to the bus stop alone at night, like, like at midnight because yeah. I do have to leave my friends to walk to the bus at midnight and walking by myself I just feel so like alert like of all my surroundings and it's like um, if I see a woman, I'm just sort of like, oh, okay, because, you know, you could still like, rob me, but like, <laughs> yeah. but if I see a man, I'm like, oh my God, keys in my hands, like, <laughs> he's yeah. getting ready. Because like, I mean, last night, I thought I was going to get robbed because these two guys were walking really slow, like either side of me. I was like, oh my God, please don't do anything so to me. <laughs> I have like such a bad perception of danger when walking alone oh, no. at night. Yeah, like, I'm actually so bad with it, but like, I'll like walk back from a friend's house and it's like, I like I'm just like well I need to walk back it's dark so let me just prepare myself in my head in case something happens we shouldn't have to prepare ourselves to go for a night out like to like be attacked like I love going for nighttime walks like I love them so much especially when I'm stressed like I do it all the time which is so bad but I want to be able to do it and not have my housemates my friends be worried about me like I want to be able to do it safely yeah just like everyone should be able to I feel like something that could make a really big difference that I just wish men could do Mm. is if they notice their friends being dicks right i wish they could just speak up and be like hey man maybe you've gone a bit too far with that because they won't they don't want to listen to us women sometimes right they want to like i said earlier they they want sometimes just want to silence us but i feel like if one of their mates said to them like hey man this is a bit too far you're crossing the line here i feel like that can make a really big impact men calling out men yeah i feel like there's a male still listening here (laughs) i mean i have a a situation at work that just reminded me of that because uh, we have this uh, male colleague and when a woman speaks to him and asks him to like do his job he'll be so disrespectful towards her and I'm just like, they're like what the hell and then this guy friend we have asked him and he's like yeah no problem mate and I'm just like what, you, what? yeah <laughs> so I guess it works in like all scenarios like men just like to listen to other men more yeah, I guess definitely. and it's Oh, it just aggravates me. It's completely ingrained in our culture as well. Like, it will be with men that you don't even... Like, If I, I have male friends and one-to-one with them. They're amazing, like, so respectful, everything like that. You see them with a group of guys and their oh attitude God. completely yeah. switches and you're thinking, hold on a second, this suddenly isn't someone I want to associate with because mm. they're not treating me the same because yeah. they're in front of a group of their friends. I feel like yeah. it's very much that like bro culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they all have to be sort of like I feel like if the the way I've commonly found it is if like the the leader let's say of the gang is really like like misogynistic and everything, then like the other boys follow because they don't want to be made fun of or pushed out. But at the same time, it's like why do you want to hang out with guys who are like that? It's yeah. just really strange to me when it's our culture. So like I um. I go to church and I started going to church in January and when I joined the guy culture the bro culture was so bad and like really? so it's like it's so it was so awful and like 
the women in the church had spoken up about it so much and they told them so many times to like change it and nothing changed and then as soon as they like all got into relationships and like started calling each other out on it they all changed and it's like well why can't you listen to us like before you do that and like it's a lot better now but they only listen to guys and I remember we had a relationship talk at church and I was like I was like well there's no point having like a female panelist because I can bet you all the guys in the room will not listen to her and they will only listen to the male panelist and I was just such an advocate that like where especially when I was telling my story I was like I need to tell a guy this to be able to then talk to the guy because the the guy who hurt me he's not going to listen to the female pastor he's only going to listen to the male pastor and it's so hard no yeah that's why I think it could just make such a big difference if yeah people if men could just start speaking out to their friends it gets exhausting as well like trying to educate these like so many like men on on these issues it's just sometimes they'll sit back and they actually will listen to you and you see the shock on their face and you see the surprise that like oh my gosh that's actually happening to you and so many of your friends and you're like yeah no this is a problem Mm -hmm. and then I think there's that realization that's like oh like I've never experienced that Mm. Mm. like I feel at times like I'll always advocate and I'll always share, but at times it does get so tiring talking to men because you're repeating the same thing over and over again and they just don't listen. And you're just like, like oh, for God's sake, like this again, the same conversation. Yeah. No, literally. <laughs> hey, so I think this has been going on for a while now, which is good, which is actually really, really good. But I just wanted to ask one last thing um, regarding social media again. Um, so obviously, Lucy, you mentioned that you post. I'm guessing, Amy, you probably make posts as well about feminism on your social media platforms have you guys got any tips to stay mentally healthy for like the girls listening that maybe want to get involved but are too scared because they don't want to f- yeah or anything like that? i think unfollow people who don't like feed your mindset so like if you if you have particular views and you feel a certain way follow people who will like help with that or like feed that and like respect you don't follow people who are gonna like disrespect you because it just makes you it just makes you angry and I like remove people who follow you as well who like you know are gonna hate it um I think take a break if you need a break um take a step back if you're thinking this is this is getting too much I'm getting I'm feeling like this is too much attention for me or I'm getting a lot of hate back for for sharing this feminist stuff and I think also have a really group of good group of friends that are either on social media but preferably off social media that you can sit and have these conversations with and you can vent and you can get angry and they'll be angry for you like I think that's quite that's a healthy thing to be able to do I also feel like sorry I also feel like my advice because obviously as I said I dealt with it on social media and in person as well like every day at school I feel like building off what you both said really you just gotta have that good group of friends around you and also you just gotta you just gotta stand your ground like just know that you're in the right you know what i mean like that you're fighting for something that's worth fighting for yeah, and it's not you. it's not worth being quiet because these people are making a few comments at school because like trust i've had it all been bullied like relentlessly and in the end it does get better like because i've left and i'm not happy got a good group of friends and i'm still advocating for feminism and i if i could go back i, I wouldn't stop i would carry on because it's such an important thing to advocate for and you shouldn't be quiet just because a few people are making comments it's just not worth it like surround yourself with people who are going to build you up not knock you down and always try and promote what we're fighting for don't try and stir into the negative side the toxic side that Mm. some girls talked about 
as well try and promote what we're really here for what we're really trying to do yeah definitely yeah i think leading on from that i think it's really important to also acknowledge that you're never fully educated yourself that you need to continue doing the work yourself Mm -hmm. like maybe sometimes you will get stuff wrong and that's okay and um if you take advice from other people or you or someone does take you aside and say hey like I don't necessarily agree with what you've said it's really important to just be able to take on those opinions and not not be completely defensive about it and to listen to what others experiences are and also for me as a white woman um I I do have an immense amount of privilege that comes um with my like set of genetic characteristics really but um it's just like make sure you make room for marginalized voices to be heard like Mm. I'm not trying to amplify my voice above someone who has more experience and more right to speak on certain topics well thank you so much for coming in Lucy and Amy I've been so happy to have you here thank you so much really appreciate it it was a really good conversation hopefully we can get that out as far as possible so yeah yeah, thank you thank you thank you listening to Girl vs Society. Did you find this interesting? Check out more student-led projects at Neon Nottingham on Spotify, Instagram and YouTube. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at Martina's Truth and at Caitlin Baker. Catch you next time. Bye!